Hey guys, I just got back from my two-week vacation in India. I'm going to talk all about that in the next episode, but for this episode, it's going to be another monthly recap, just so I can stay caught up on things. But before I get started, I have a few announcements to make. The first is that I'm going to be going by the name of Connor. I get a lot of emails that are addressing me as High Churning Life, and I just think that sounds kind of silly. So you can call me that from here on out. And the next thing that I wanted to announce is that I have started my own Slack group. I get a lot of DMs about people asking me, hey, you always talk about these private groups which ones are good, and do you know of any that I can join? And I was also this way back around when I first started. Most of my information just came from Reddit and sometimes Doctor of Credit. And every time something major came up, like the AA shutdowns, or a while ago there was an MX shutdown thread, Everyone was always talking about how they got all their information from some special private telegram group. And I remember one time someone was talking about the telegram elite and how people always just talk about all the good stuff on the private groups. And whenever it ends up on Reddit, it is mostly just scraps. And it is true. I mean, for the past several years, nobody really talks about anything good on Reddit anymore. And when I joined my first private group, I was pretty amazed by how much things are out there that not that many people are talking about publicly. And a lot of the stuff it didn't even really seem too sensitive. It was just like kind of better information and some more examples of how people were able to apply these concepts to hit things harder and just a lot of stuff that I'd never really thought about in that way before. So yeah, I'm choosing Slack over the other platforms because I like how you can create a lot of channels and also unlike Discord, you can reply to people's comment underneath them so that the thread doesn't get cluttered up by a bunch of people responding to different things. And this is going to be free by the way. I was thinking about having it just be Patreon members, but I want to make sure that there's enough people in the Slack. I feel like with most of these groups, there's sort of a magic number somewhere between 300 and 500 where you need to reach a critical mass to have enough people that can provide information but also you don't want to have too many people because yeah you want it to be private so that not everyone knows about it I mean that's the whole point of a private group so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have an invite link that I'm going to put in the show notes and I'll also email it to everyone on the email list and that that link is going to be open for seven days and after that I'm going to make the group private but if you are listening to this and it's been more than seven days you can also email me and I'll be happy to add you. I'm not going to promise that like if you're listening to this in a year from now that it's still going to be free to join but everyone that joins up until we reach a certain number will have it free forever. I'm not going to start charging people that join for free but I also don't want the group to get too big. So yeah definitely feel free to hop in there and I'll definitely be in the mix to answer anyone's questions. I think it'll be good because this way if people have a question and then I respond to it then other people will be able to see that and I'm also looking forward to hearing from other people and all of the good stuff that they can share as well. 
So as usual, we'll start the monthly recap with the buying group and gift card activities. So it was a short month for me because I was on vacation for the last two weeks of November, but there was still a decent amount of deals for buying groups in all of the sort of pre-Black Friday sales. From Amazon, they still had the iPad sale and the AirPod sales and also some Apple Watches. And these are for the Apple Watch Series 9. So at the time, back in early November, it was $349 for the 41mm version. But of course, since then, with Black Friday, the price of those has dropped down to $329. And the price of the iPad 9 was still $249. So I bought the limit for most of my accounts on these. The nice thing about the Apple Watches is that there's a separate quantity limit for each combination of the color, the size of the band, and the size of the face. So there's 41 millimeter and 45 millimeter, and then there's pink, starlight, midnight, and I think one other color I can't remember. And then there's the small medium band and the medium large band. And with Amazon, you can buy three of each of those combinations. So sometimes not all of them are in stock, and then sometimes the buying group is only buying certain combinations but it's still usually a decent deal. And with those, plus the iPads and the AirPods, it's pretty easy to max out that 20K limit on the Amazon card that I keep talking about. And I do keep complaining about this. And one thing that you can do in order to increase your credit limit, of course, you can always just ask Chase to increase your credit limit. Another thing you can do is apply for another personal card and then move the credit limit over from that one. But of course, that would burn one of your 524 slots. Although I'm thinking about getting the Chase Sapphire Reserve anyway, just to give myself some better ways to liquidate my Ultimate Rewards points. Another common question that I get is, why is Amazon canceling all of my orders? They keep saying QLA, which means quantity limit. I actually don't know what the A stands for, but they keep telling me I've exceeded my quantity limits. And so this is a relatively new thing with Amazon where they have some algorithm based on your account's history and how hot the item is. Well, it's not really an algorithm, but more of a formula. So in the most recent sales, the iPad 9 and the AirPods Pro 2, especially the USB-C version of the AirPods Pro 2, those have been very hot. And so Amazon has determined that unless you have a very, very good seasoned account, that you will not be able to order any of them. So that was only really happening in the pre-Black Friday and the Black Friday sales. I think for now, at least for the recent Apple Watch sales, there haven't been as much of the QLA. But yeah, it was really bad for the AirPods Pro 2. Like I couldn't even order them with my main account, which I've had for a very long time. There was a brief period in November where new business accounts were not getting the QLA, but I think that loophole has since been closed. Another thing that I did was buy some more of the AirPods Pro 2 from Walmart and I ended up buying 22. I do keep saying not to do this because Walmart sometimes miscounts the items. Well, I think miscounting is a polite way to put it. What's really happening is the worker is just pocketing some of them. But fortunately, they have given me the correct number so far. 
Another thing I did was the iPad 10 sale on Target. It was a pretty big deal at the time because they had brought the price of the 64 GB version down to $350 when previously it was either $390 or $399. And so for those, they had a $15 commission, which was nice. I ended up buying six iPads and then, well, I gave one of them to my wife because she had wanted one for a long time. So that was a pretty good deal. Since then, I believe Amazon and all the other retailers have matched that price of $349. That was during the Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. And I think there were a good number of deals this year based on the emails that I was seeing. I, of course, was in India, so I wasn't participating. I did try to do that last year when I was in Taiwan, and that ended up getting one of my Amazon accounts shut down. I think that might have been one of the triggers was that my IP was in a foreign country. So I've kind of learned my lesson there and I'm just going to try not to order anything when I'm overseas. And plus it is nice just to enjoy the vacation and not be thinking about churning. But anyway, yes. Yeah. So tallying things up for buying groups, I spent $22,990 and for a profit of $826. So not too bad for those two weeks. And moving on to gift cards. I guess the first thing we can talk about is the Staples deal. And I did send out a deal alert for that one. But unfortunately for this one, I was only able to get in one order per account and the rest were canceled. I did say in the past that I was able to get 12 orders per account. So it was kind of a letdown. The brands that were available were Airbnb and Grubhub. And then the other deals that I did were My Gift Cards Plus. They had a decent promotion for Bass Pro Shops and Lowe's where I just got $500 worth of each. And then they also had an H&M deal. And then there were a few scattered gift cards from eGifter where they were buying DSW and Gap. And I think both of those were 1% below cost or 2% below cost. And then I also bought a bunch of the Eddie Bauer gift cards. And this was an interesting one because I was able to place multiple orders as long as I was using a different email address. And I think I was able to place two orders per credit card. I don't know, for some reason, because it was my first time with this brand, I didn't want to get too many. So I just ended up with $2,000 worth of gift cards from them. And then the last thing that I did was one round of Best Buy gift cards from Kroger with the fuel points. And this one I also sent out a deal alert for just to say that, hey, the Best Buy fuel points market is looking very good. A lot of the resellers wanted their Best Buy gift cards in preparation for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And if you combine the Best Buy rate plus the fuel points rate, you end up with a total of 100.6%, so 0.6% above cost, which was very good. Nowadays, we're at the end of the fuel points promo anyway, but the rates have gone down significantly. And one other thing, I don't think it was clear about this in the email. You can only buy $1,000 worth of Best Buy every 10 minutes and also $1,000 worth of St. Jude every 10 minutes. So basically you can buy $2,000 worth every 10 minutes. 
So when I went the other day for my batch, I ended up getting $6,000 total. So including the time it takes to check out, it took me about 30 minutes total. And usually what I do is just, I'm going there to shop for some stuff anyway. So I buy my first 2K and then I go do some shopping and then I buy another 2K and then stuff like that. So I'm not necessarily wasting time. So tallying things up, I ended up with three thousand dollars so tallying things up i had the six thousand dollars from best buy and then i had three thousand seven hundred dollars worth of miscellaneous gift cards so that's a total of $9,700 in spend. And from this, I had a profit of $300 from the credit card points from that. Okay, so moving on to credit cards, I realized that I was finally eligible for a new City Business Platinum. As most people know, those have the 48 month language. So you can't get a new bonus if you've gotten a bonus in the past 48 months. And I can't believe it's been 48 months since the AA shutdown crisis but yeah so the bonus for this one is 75,000 miles for spending $6,000 and the market for a miles is pretty good I would value them at about 1.4 cents per point and I do have a few ideas for what I'm going to do with this card. Before I applied, I made a new A account because as you may have heard from uh, one of my previous episodes, my A shopping portal account got shut down. So I wanted to make a new A account so I could use the shopping portal again. And so what I'm thinking is to manufacture some spend on my city card and then also use the shopping portal to try and boost my way to getting some AA status. So I think the main use case of the AA shopping portal is giftcards.com whenever they have a sale. And I have also seen some good rates on Lenovo and Apple and also, of course, Dell. But when you're doing this, you always want to check Rakuten as well. And usually Rakuten has a better rate. Of course, the thing with the AA shopping portal is that you get loyalty points in addition to the miles. So that can sort of get you towards that AA status. But of course, it would probably be better just to have more money. And then you also get one loyalty point for every dollar that you spend on the City AA business card. So yeah, I'm still debating whether or not uh, this is worth doing because I already have Alaska MVP status through the end of 2024. And MVP status is pretty good because it gives you the free exit row seating, which I value a lot. I have also gotten upgraded once, but every other time I've been on the bottom of the list for upgrades, so I'm not really expecting anything there. But being based in Portland, I do fly Alaska a lot. And of course, Alaska has the reciprocal benefits with American. So yeah, I'm thinking about trying to do something for the next qualifying year. And I'm sort of doing the math on what makes sense to do. Of course, it takes 200,000 loyalty points to get the executive platinum status 
So if you didn't fly at all, that would be $200,000 to spend on your AA Cobra and credit card. But of course, I don't think anyone would want to do that because you also need to fly to get some of the benefits. So looking at the past year, I've done 14 segments on Alaska this year. So I don't know, I feel like Executive Platinum might be worth it because that would get you just below Alaska 100k status people on the upgrade list. But I don't know, every time I do the math on whether it makes sense to do this, if I compare putting that much spend on the city card versus some other card that was having a better earning rate, it almost always comes in favor of just earning more money from the MS. But I don't know, I feel like making more money isn't as much fun as getting Executive Platinum status. And I also want to learn how to use the system-wide upgrades and all that. So I am kind of leaning towards trying to do something there, but I still have some time to think about it. I think I'm not going to do anything until the activity resets, and that's on March 1st. So that's one thing. And another thing that I'm excited about this card is that I have heard that there are ways to use a debit card to pay your balance with Citi. I don't think that's something I can talk about publicly, but it is something that I'm going to be getting started with and to see how it works. And this will become a factor in my calculations. And again, you know, when I'm doing these calculations, there's always the opportunity of cost of why don't you just MS on another city card that might have a better earning rate. And well, at the moment, I don't have any other city cards. I really wish that I had the prestige because they have some uncapped 5x categories. But that card has not been available to new customers in a few years. Another possibility is the City Shop Your Way Rewards card, and I have heard that that is a good card, but I'm also not sure if it's worth a 524 slot. I don't know, I'm just really stingy with personal cards, because not only does it impact 5 over 24, but it can also be a factor in getting approved for cards from other issuers like U.S. Bank, Bank of America, and Barclays. I don't know. I do have room for two more personal cards in 2024, so I'm thinking to get the Chase Sapphire Reserve and the City Shopware Rewards, but that would not leave me room for anything else. I do kind of want to get the Amex Gold again as well, the personal gold because it has that 25k worth of forex grocery spend that you can do and then also you can get that plus three or plus four referral offer i'm also looking at the u.s bank altitude reserve because it has the uncapped 3x on apple pay and i'm probably just thinking about all these things too much and better if i just make a decision on getting one of these cards Okay, so the other thing that I did for credit cards was another batch of the Alaska business cards from Bank of America. I put in a few different applications 
using my sole proprietorship and then I have two LLCs and I ended up getting approved for two cards. So that's 50,000 miles each, so 100,000 Alaska miles. And I valued those at 1.25 cents per point. So it's effectively $1,250. Another thing that I did for this month was gaming some Amex offers. I don't really want to talk about that too much because it feels kind of sketch to me and I'm still not quite sure how I feel about doing that. So I did a few of them but I've stopped for now and yeah I won't be putting that into the tally. Okay so to tally everything up from the buying groups and gift cards I had a total of $32,609 in spend from which I had a profit of $1,126. And then from credit cards, yeah, I just had the city business card and the two Alaska business cards. And if you combine the bonuses from those, it was $2,300. So that brings the total profit for the month of November to $3,426. So yeah, like I said before in the podcast, you know, not every month I'm making $10,000 and I'm glad that I finally had a month where I wasn't making that much, although it was kind of a short month due to the vacation. But yeah, still a decent month and I'm looking forward to talking about the next episode where I'll talk all about my trip to India, including Air India and a pretty nice Hyatt property that we stayed in Goa. So yeah, that's all I got for this episode and I hope to see some of you guys in the Slack. Thanks for listening and until next time. <laughs>